Hello everyone and welcome into the Cargo Hold for a very special episode. Today we have our very first guest, a dear friend, Ethan Pickering. Woo! Hello, I'm Ethan. <laughs> so, today we're going to be talking about a lot of different items and topics and things like that. Um, <laughs> before we start, I will clarify... Um, I'll scuff our setup. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Um, our last episode was all about conspiracy theories, so... If you didn't see that episode, it's probably because you were looking on a podcast uh, site like Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. Um, that episode was actually too long for us to <laughs> upload to those sites. So we had to uh, just release it on YouTube and just leave yeah, it so, on YouTube. So if you're looking for episode 12, please go check it out on YouTube. Uh, but this episode will be up on all platforms. More of a YouTube exclusive. YouTube so. exclusive. Yeah, you're not good subscribed. You gotta go subscribe. Be a sub. <laughs> yes, um, but all right, let's just, uh, Ethan, you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is uh, Ethan. I'm a friend of Case here. I just met Ever today. A really <laughs> yes. cool guy, of course. Um, right back at you, man. Well, I appreciate it, man. I, uh, I'm a journalism student, you know, so I'm into media. I like all sorts of media stuff. I mean, I'm, I like pop culture and I like reading the news like an old man. So <laughs> I kind you know, I kind of like it all. And I, I'm, I'm very uh, pleased to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yes. I'm honored. We are so happy to have you on the show. Um, we've been trying to get guests on the show for like yeah. since season one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, we put out um, some forms out. <laughs> we, we tried a Google form submission thing. Like, hey, if you're interested, check out our social, fill out a form. And then we got about as many goose eggs <laughs> well, as forms. I am honored to be be, to be invited, I was, yeah, I'm excited about this. Yes. We're so happy to have. Yeah, I'm so yes. so thankful. Thank you guys. So yes, much. absolutely. Um, so let's just start talking a little bit about what's going on today. Anything that you've seen interesting ever? Anything interesting you've seen lately? Um, yeah, actually, a dream. Yes, the face reveal. Uh, are you familiar with the Dream YouTube channel at all? Yeah, he does Minecraft stuff, does yes, he not? Correct. Yeah, yeah he's I a am Minecraft familiar. YouTuber. Yes, yeah. yes, I am. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he did not have the. Uh, like what he was expecting. You know, yeah, he people think he's ugly. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> toxic community out there. Who, who yeah, would have thought Minecraft would. would be a toxic, have a toxic community? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he does those speedrun videos mm, yeah. of him like doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess he thought he, he felt confident that he could, you know, show his face to the world and then it, no. didn't, <laughs> it didn't work out for him. No. Um, I don't really know much about it. Oh, I know he's had some controversial. Uh, he's been in controversy mm-hmm. before, like been like cheating or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy how Minecraft came out. Like it feels like thirty years ago, and it's still as popular as it has ever been, to even Stronger today. Stronger than ever. Yeah. Which I'm happy, you know. Yeah. So, um. Let me. How about you? Coolio just died. Yes, I. I'm not really familiar with Coolio. I'm I'm not really familiar with his music, but obviously I mean he's a huge name in in the music industry. He died I can't remember, it's been like maybe a week or so since he died. Okay. And then today Loretta Lynn died. Mm-hmm. She did, yes. Um she, in Tennessee. Yeah. 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 Wow. So all these music legends are they're they're passing they on. Are. She was old. Loretta Lynn was she 90. was I think yeah. That's pretty old. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace to all those legends. Yeah, for real. Um and yeah, we'll talk about music a little later. Talk about maybe some of the new up and coming artists, uh, artists that that uh, you guys like. But <laughs> something that I was gonna talk about um, was oh, hold on, let me think. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. 
He forgot. I forgot. <laughs> um, all right, let me think about it. Ethan, you know anything good that's going on in the world today? <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is interesting. Maybe you look, you guys will appreciate this. So the New York Times releases like a daily podcast, mm-hmm. and sometimes I listen to it, sometimes I do not. But I listened to the one a couple of days ago, and <clears throat> you know midterm elections are coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they did a piece on uh, Latino Hispanic voters, mm-hmm. and you know there's the like you would think that they would vote more liberal, right? For obvious right, reasons, right. they're a minority group in the United States. Um, but actually, they they did a big poll of Hispanic people all over the United States, and it turns out that while they do tend to vote more democratic, um, their economical views are more conservative. Really? And I think that's really interesting. I, I was like, that's so, like, I would never have thought about that. But they interviewed a lot of people, and they kind of, um, I don't know, they just talked about how, like, socially, they really agree with, like, progressive, uh, you know, right. political candidates. But when it comes to, like, political, um, like, economic stuff, they more tend to agree with conservatives. That is interesting. That is, it is interesting. interesting. You know, I wonder if that has anything to do with, like, because um, I know there's a big, like, uh, Latino population, like, in the, in the South, and a lot mm-hmm. of Southern states are generally Republican and conservatives. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Um, what is a big, like, difference between liberal and, like, Demo- or, uh, Republic- Republican? Or like yeah, uh, like, the difference in, like, e- economic Economic? Yeah, I think conservatives, I, you know, I'm not in, into political I'm not really very much but <laughs> that's but, I'm not really familiar yeah with their ideas either so. from what I understand I think the conservatives have more of a I mean they like to spend their money for more frugal like in terms oh. of economic policies so they they will be less likely to like drop a bunch of money on like I don't know a new hospital or whatever right. uh, and you know the economy doing what it is right now which is being very strange you know there's like Threats of a recession going on, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I think they, um, I think a lot of people are tend to be more financially frugal right now because the pandemic kind of put people in a bad place a lot yeah. of times. Right. And uh, so it's interesting the trade off between, yeah, I agree with your social ideas, but your economic policies, you know, I disagree with, and that's that's a lot right. of times when they see these Democratic candidates, that's how the Latino community feels. Right. That's Plus very interesting. Nice. And that's the thing about politics is like, it's such a catch 22. Like mm-hmm. it's so hard to be, you know, far left or far right. But I say that, but then I feel like a lot of people are very like far leaning with their political views. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it can get very, um, like almost like, I mean, political warfare, I guess is the term that people use, you know I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that's interesting that, that the Latino community is like, from the study, that they're kind of, but like they, they got a little bit of both, I guess, you know, like both yeah. Republican and Democrat. They're definitely yeah. in the middle. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, not even in the Latino community, but just everybody can kind of relate to like right. being somewhere in between. In between. Yeah. I thought yeah. that, that was what was so interesting about that. That is very interesting. Yeah, that's what I had to share. Did you remember what you were going to say? Kate? Yes, I did. Okay, um, so <laughs> there has been uh, a new TV show to come out that I'm very interested in. I'm going to kind of plug it because um, I think it's really like I love quirky, artful television and, and art and just stuff like that. Um, and we were talking about YouTube earlier, like the history of YouTube yeah. in like the early days of YouTube. So like not 2004 days, but like probably 2008 or 10 or so. Uh, there was this YouTube channel that came out uh, called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Have you ever heard of that before? Yes, yes. You heard I of know. that before ever? So it's, it's, a, it's a British comedy show. Um, I cannot remember. It's Becky Sloan and then Joseph, 
like Stellar, I think is his name, or Stelling, something like that. But it's kind of like this, it's like Sesame Street almost, where they do like uh, puppets, they have like a puppet show, and there's some kind of message, like they they do one about like art or you know, like family or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, I can't but, do puppets. But yeah, then at the end it gets scary and it turns like, like a horror thing. Oh, they're creepy. That's they were weird. Definitely yeah. sounds like a British thing. So, yeah. what, so what I loved about it was like, not only did they have the, you know, like the direct comparison and like something like the Muppet or Sesame Street, you know, and it's really scary to see it go that way. But the episodes had individual themes about, you know, particular topics and always had something to say, you know, about like, I remember one of the episodes, the first one was about art and like how creativity is not really subjective in a way. Like, um, talked about how like certain things are like only creative to certain people or things like that, you know, I was trying to make a point. But when you really look at it, the whole series was about um, children's programming and how it is basically an ad. Like, it's you, they really go deep into it, and there's been, like, articles written about it. Um, like, in the UK, how in the early days, British television was, like, you only had, like, BBC, I think. And then when you got these other channels that were coming out, they had to get their money from advertising. So they would just put ads in everything. Like, anything, anywhere they could put it, they would put it. And so they turned, like, children's programming into just, like, you know, basically walking advertisements, you know, and they would just, it doesn't matter what it is, if it was, like, they were pushing an unhealthy food, like, they would make it look, like, the most, you know, delicious thing mm-hmm. ever to get people to buy mm-hmm. it and stuff. All of that is to say is that series ended many, like, almost a decade ago, and then it's just come back for a second season, not on YouTube, but on British television, like, actual programming. Oh, that's crazy. So it's pretty crazy. I've actually, I was, I thought it was very cool to see them get picked up um, by an actual like network. I think it's Channel Four, which is a big thing in the UK. Huh. So it's kind of cool to see that old YouTube channel like get some life breathed into it. I remember those videos were so. I, I think they went viral because the they're so normal at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, this is like a kid show, whatever. But right. then, bro, it gets dark. It gets super and dark. like yeah. creepy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's very scary. And like, I do remember that. I definitely have to look this up. Yeah, you got to look you it need up too. It's uh, definitely a trip. Oh, that's crazy though, Kate. I did not know that. And then this isn't news, but I just want to say this just for everybody to hear this. Um, I listened to the Monday morning podcast with Bill Burr. Mm. He was a comedian. If you never don't uh, don't know who Bill Burr is, he's a comedian. And the other day he had on a guest of this guy named Jim Florentine, who was also a comedian. And they were talking about these old bits he used to do where he would call like telemarketers and he would do all these bits. And I was telling you earlier, yeah. this is I have not laughed this hard in <laughs> years. Like it is so funny. So everyone, please, in your free time, go to YouTube, type in Jim Florentine terrorizing telemarketers and you will laugh for hours. <laughs> I was laughing today at, at the lunch hall. I was eating twisted taco, and I was I was like dribbling nachos out of my mouth because I could not stop laughing. Oh, why does my mom do that in real life though? <laughs> Any, anytime a telemarketer answers the phone, she is such like a jerk. She'll like speak in Spanish because my mom can speak Spanish, uh-huh. and and she'll be like hola. I'm like bro, what is so funny? He did this one bit. It's so funny. We're like somebody a telemarketer called him and he had he usually has like on a friend to help him like set up a bit and so the friend was like oh yeah uh mr florent he doesn't speak any english he speaks like ugandan or something and was like oh um okay he said but don't worry i'm his roommate i can help translate so just tell me whatever you want wanted to know and then i'll tell him 
So she she says like the first line, like reads the first line of the script, like are you eligible for like this line of credit or something? And so he says it to him. He's like, hey, are you eligible for this line of credit? And then he says in perfect English, uh, yeah, I think I am. I'm like twenty thousand dollars deep in debt. And then he's like, yeah, he just said that he's like twenty thousand dollars deep in debt. And she's like, it sounds like he can speak perfect English. And he's like, what? No, he can't. <laughs> and then so the bit keeps going, and then. She says, like, well, in order to proceed, we'll need a list of, like, every creditor, like, every business that he owes. And he's like, hey, she said she needs a list of every woman you've ever slept with. And he's like, what? And then she's like, wait, I didn't say that. And he's like, what? Yeah, did I just translate? <laughs> and, it, I mean, it just, that kind of stuff, it's so funny. <laughs> so you got to go check it out again. It's Jim Florentine uh, terrorizing telemarketers. Actually, you can actually do a really good impression. Of the guy, yeah, he yeah. sounds. I describe him as like Squidward from like New York. Because he, he sounds like this, like he a like, really nasal voice. Um, so you got to go check it out. It's very funny. Um, but let's we'll just jump into our next topic. Uh, you said earlier that you're a journalism major at MTSU, and that's a major that I share with you. That's how we met. Um, we had had a class together. Uh, what's the name of that class? The the documentary it was the, the yeah it was um yeah it was media topics uh true crime, true, true docu- crime. Docu- yes docu- so we i guess we technically met in that class although we didn't really talk much yeah. um yeah. but then we really got to know each other um through this program they do at mtsu uh the road trip class with professor leon Alligood. shout out to leon Alligood. as we call him leon Mollingood. Yeah, yes. best professor ever hands down yeah um but we really got to know each other over that trip and so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about journalism, uh, just specifically like in the U.S. and how it affects, I mean, like how it's changing, how it has changed and like what we can look for, I guess, to make it better. Um, we have a class together this semester. It's like uh, ethics and media. I can't remember the name. The yeah, one that's online. Yeah, that's you know what I'm talking ethics about? Ethics and media. Yeah, ethics and media. And I yes. totally dropped the ball the other day because I forgot there was a discussion post. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's, that's tragic. <laughs> yeah. I saw it the last second that was on there and I was like... It, uh, it was interesting, that's for sure. But I want to ask you, Ethan, like, as far as, like, journalism goes and, like, where it's going, um, where do you see the market, like, right now? Do you think it's in a good place? Do you think it's got a lot of room to improvement? I mean, just as a student, like, as someone who's getting ready to go into that line of work, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, I definitely think um, in the country, and I guess this is kind of around the world in mm-hmm. general, but there's a huge supply of journalism mm-hmm. and, you know, news and things like that. And you have so many options to go to. And I think that kind of overwhelms people. Right. But it also polarizes people in the fact that you can kind of pick what opinion you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, that's not good, especially if you just listen to one person's opinion and you don't consider the broad context of things. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong with how they engage with the media, I guess. Because there's right. like a general air of distrust of the media. Right. I don't know if you'd agree. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. 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 Ever how do you yeah. feel about that as yeah. well? Like, yeah. For sure. It's it's hard because, you know, there's a lot of people that lie as well. You know? mm-hmm. so, For sure. You know, you, you don't even know if you're getting the full story. There was this uh-huh. this thing that just happened recently with Alex Jones. We talked about it on the yeah. podcast a while back. You know, he's a pretty renowned um, like radio news host and now he's uh, in court for defamation for lying about Sandy Hook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he just has such a 
huge platform. I can't remember the number, but he was making like eight hundred thousand dollars a day or something like off of just millions. The, I think. I mean, just like a number of people days. tuning into his podcast. Oh yeah. I mean, when you put, you know, people like that, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case in his case, because I haven't read much about that, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you put money over quality journalism, I right. guess, and that's kind of like the trap I think some people fall into, because once you, like, get an audience, you tend to cater to them a little bit more, mm-hmm. yeah. right. and I think that's kind of how this media landscape has happened now, like, we have so many options, but we only pick a few. Mm-hmm. And not even necessarily lies, like ever you mentioned lies, and there are a lot of people who lie, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then there's also there's somewhere in between where people will tell you part of the story, but it's not the full story. Right. And that's just as bad, if not worse, right. than being a liar, you know. And I think uh, that's kind of where we're at. So is there room for improvement? Yes, I think there is room for improvement. But also I think there's like a lot of people everywhere that just don't, care about the truth necessarily Mm -hmm. like don't want to look at the truth critically that's not good that's not good to not like care about the truth you know Mm -hmm. like you definitely need to do some research nowadays to find the whole story right you know most people just get on instagram and just like see the news and like oh okay that's what's going on you know yeah i think one of the biggest issues (laughs) and like the guy is probably not even yeah he just saw it off another i I call it headline news you know what i mean i mean so much of I feel like a lot of people get their news just from the headline, you know, whatever that reads, and then they don't want to read the article, and oh, they yeah. just get with whatever the headline says, and that's never enough. It's, yeah. it's never enough. Oh, we're in this fast media world, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are just, they want it, and they want it now. Right. That's what they're yeah. used to. And I think that definitely throws good storytelling, the truth, to the wayside. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of the problem. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ever. As a consumer, like just as a, a regular American citizen, how much news do you consume on a daily basis? Any at all? Or? A lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, so, am one, I am one to like get on Instagram and see yeah. what's going on. Because I, I do do some research, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I care about it. Like, right. I, I do go online and make sure that this is true. But uh, most of the time, I actually, you know, I, I there is a lot of like news just everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, social media, like Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff, like. Just, that's that's who I follow too, you know. So, right. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn it back to you, Ethan. I mean, what do you think about that? As far as like so much of our news being directly tied to like social media and social apps. I mean, do you think that's a good thing, or do you think that is something we need to move away from? It's oh, definitely not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword in the way that you can, you know, get the content that you're most interested in. Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about like, yeah, if I care about it, yeah, like I'll engage. And, you know, there's a lot of news out there that you may not really care about. You may, you know, I don't care about this, whatever. Right. And you can just scroll right past it. And I think that's kind of, there are some things that we should care about that we don't. Yeah. Right. In yeah. a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool to go find the news that you're interested in. I think that's a very important news diet, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, you know, at, when it's tied to social media, I'm, in that aspect, it's a very good thing. Because mm-hmm. you can find the media that interests you. And, you know, sometimes the regular news is, like, really depressing <laughs> or whatever. And so it's yeah. just nice to go read about pop culture, what movies came out and stuff like right. that. And I think that's, uh, that's good. I think it's a healthy mix. And I think you need that. But also, some people need to search for stuff that, you know, matters, like local elections and mm-hmm. things like that. And they need to, you know, engage with more stuff like that and care more. Yeah. I think so there's kind of that balance there. So I think it is a double-edged sword, news mm-hmm. being attached to your social media. Because on social media, you kind of get to choose who you follow. That's true. So you and kind of yeah. select what kind of news you're news going to be receiving. Getting, right. Which, like I said, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. And, like, a lot of the new, like, important uh, news, like, 
platforms, the the big ones mm-hmm. that actually tell the truth. You know, they they have like social mm-hmm. platforms. Right. You know, so you can go and find them and just follow them. Right. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as like um your channels, like cause if we're gonna talk about journalism, and this is so unfortunate, I really hate this but if you're talking about journalism you need to talk about cnn and fox and those channels that run 24 7 like highly politicized news um i think we can all agree that those are like a bad thing but you know how do we move away from that like to put you in the hot seat you know like if you were the big boss of journalism you know how would we move away from that what are some ideas you could have yeah i think uh the statement that that you just made where you say yeah i think we collectively think that it is a bad thing but i think some people would disagree with us yeah yeah i don't have that side of the opinion but i think some people like (laughs) i think there's a there's a big audience out there of people who want to hear highly politicized media Mm -hmm. why that is i cannot speculate because i do not feel that way right all right but i think the way to change it I, that's a pretty complex issue. Because, like, the majority of people who like those platforms, mm. you know, um, I would say they're older. It's the older generation. Yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. say, if if I was, like, betting of who <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, group of people are, is probably older. Mm. And, like, they're not connected with, like, social media and stuff, you know? That's a good point. That is so. a good but, point. And, you know, ever you say that, and I agree with you, but I think... Those are the people who make the most choices in our country right now. Yeah. And true. so I think that they are, you know, regardless of what you may think, I think they're kind of a targeted audience for yeah. people with a message. And I think mm, I think that when it comes to kind of getting rid of that model of CNN, Fox being highly politicized news media, I think people just need, I think they kind of need to be exposed for what they are. And I say that and like, that sounds really cool or whatever, but it's really not, <laughs> right. like it's really not as cool in practice as when I say it, but like, you know, Fox and CNN both do this, but they'll like take pieces of a story, run it, and they don't tell you the full context. Right. And they've and, been proven like wrong before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, they've been proven that, hey, this is not the full context. And maybe they have been proved to be fat, flat out liars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know. But uh, I think maybe like, more heat on them and like their their journalism isn't very ethical right in that sense like they spin the story exactly how they want it to and they know their audience right so in you know my in a capitalist mindset that's that's a good business that's a good business Mm -hmm. that's really good exactly and so i think it's they look at it more for the profits and more for the business and they put storytelling to the wayside like i said and it's unfortunate because that's putting money over like journalism Mm -hmm. you know like a good ethical work habit Mm -hmm. you know and And an informed group of people as well yeah and i feel like if the audience like they're targeting would realize that then they probably wouldn't be so attached to those platforms Mm -hmm. yeah i i kind of yeah i agree i think that's going to be how it's going to have to change in that way and i I don't know i can't propose to begin how to do that but i think more more attention to that and like that whole concept is, is mm-hmm. would be important maybe some more time you know it's kind of like a on. yeah it's kind of, I, I i think it almost like a filibuster thing where like you know we've got to get i feel like somebody's got to get in there with a big mouth and like bust it up you know and reveal those cracks but it is a, a monumental task because they are i mean they have so much money so much power they held it such a high esteem you know and they've been uh, around for a long time so. yeah so 
Wow, good stuff, guys. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll return right after this. So stay tuned for more discussions with our special guest, Ethan Pickering. Ethan. All right, and we're back on the podcast, back into the cargo hold with our dear friend, Ethan Pickering. So when we left off, we were talking a little bit about journalism. Um, let's get off the topic of, like, what we can do to fix it, and let's just get a little more fun with it. Ethan, what are some, like, journalism topics that interest you, like some career paths and fields that you think deserve more attention or things that you're really interested in? Yeah, I really like the arts. Uh, I mean, just, like, as a collective group of, like, movie, film and TV, yeah. uh, you know, books, physical art, you know, that you can make. I just like the people behind that. Because, like, to be a creator of a show, book, uh, you know, piece of art, uh, you're, just, you're usually an interesting person. Absolutely. You know? So I think yeah. it's always fun to, like, talk about the person behind something. I don't know. I really like stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's like art is what, to me, I think art of all kinds is kind of what makes the world go around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If everything, if we didn't have it, I mean, what would we have? You know yeah, what I mean? I, I do. Yeah. Um, I might sound like a. I am gonna sound like a hypocrite, but like, <laughs> um, I feel like that ties in with like entertainment mm-hmm. a lot. You know, um, I feel like uh, we need to put that aside a little bit. You I get, know, yeah. and like. Uh, I like not actual careers. That sounds wrong. Mm-hmm. I was about to say actual careers. That art and all like making shows and all is an actual career. Mm-hmm. But like doctors, you know, nurses and mm-hmm. all that. Like I feel like they don't get enough spotlight. I do get what you're saying. You it, know, it is this weird dichotomy where like we love our fictional heroes so yeah. much, but like our real world heroes, really. I mean, it's hard to name a lot of them. You know. Ah uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, there, there are. And you can even spin that earlier. You were talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing i mean we latch on to like real world villains so often and then the people who help take them in or whatever you know they their names are not remembered so it is kind of interesting i see your point like entertainment has this weird i love entertainment i mean i think we all do yeah but like um i don't know i i feel like we split the pay you know Mm -hmm. that one big issue that i have is the pay is like they get so much money, mm. you know. It's like doctors don't even make as much. As, I mean, they do make a lot of money. But, I mean, they do. Yeah, you know? <laughs> doctors do yeah. make a lot. But I do see your point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. I kind of you know in a way I agree yeah. um, with with you on that ever. But I mean, at the same time, I think there have been some interesting movies that are made about you know healthcare workers yes. and things like yeah. that. So I mean, there's kind of a there's some intermingling there a little yeah. bit. But I yeah. know what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I th- what I thought you were going to say, actually, was, like, one thing about entertainment that, like, I, I think could be problematic is that, like, it's so, like, so many people, they just get sucked into it. And it's, I feel like it's um, almost, like, apathetic in a way, where it's so easy to, like, ignore what's going on in the world or, like, what your issues are and, and just get sucked into entertainment, whether it be a book or a TV show, you know, whatever. Um it goes along with, like, social media and things like that. Yeah, like, um, takes over. It, yeah, I mean, it's well, just... A big story. Yeah, or, it's just so easy to, like, let a whole day go by and you have done nothing but, like, watch television. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, if you could plug, like, any favorite authors or any favorite television shows that you're reading or watching right now. Yeah, um, I've been, actually been meaning to watch Dahmer. Have you guys watched that? Yes, or? I actually okay. finished it. Yeah. Just finished it. I've yeah. been meaning to watch that, so that's, like, on my list. Um... I also want to make a comment on what you said earlier of like 
you sit all day and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. But also, there's, like, that aspect of escapism, too. Right. Like, I feel like humans really like that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, stuff that I do, stuff that yeah. I read. I, um, let me think about it for just a second. Um, I've read a bunch of books this year. My goal this <laughs> year was to read over 10 books. And I've already made the goal. So that's cool. Excellent. So, uh, I, Excellent. Read, I read Stephen King's memoir on writing. That was a really, it was a really good book. Um, just about like the craft of writing, mm-hmm. you know, in general, whatever you write for. Um, and so I do, I've always liked Stephen King quite a bit too, even his books are long as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, I read a book um, called The View from Somewhere, which actually talked about journalism and objectivity and okay. like how it's kind of fake, you know what I mean? Or it's just like yeah. perspectives are different. That was an interesting book. Um, let's see what other good books did I read this year. Um, I'm trying to like picture my bookshelf in my mind. <laughs> I read um, a fictional book that just came out last year called A Gentleman in Moscow. Mm. And that, that was a New York Times bestseller, I think for 2021. I could be wrong about that. That was a pretty interesting book. It was like completely fictional. Um, but it was about a, a guy who was living in Moscow. And he was like an old like member of like Desardum, you know, he was like a, uh, oh, what was he? Um, like a duke or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. No, he was a count. That, that's what he was. He was a count. And he, um, like the Bolsheviks took over and like, they like confound him to like his hotel room. And so he just kind of like live out his like life and like watch oh, really? everything, like watch like World War II happen like out his window and stuff like that's that. That's interesting. There's, like, there's a bunch of different subplots, but it was really, it was a good book and it ended really well. It was, it was a good read. Um, so that, that was interesting. Um, TV and movie wise, I'm trying to think. Um, mm, I guess the last series I finished was probably Obi Wan, and that was a while ago. Yeah, that came out in <laughs> May, I think. Yeah, it did come out in yeah, May. May. Um, I watched that one. Uh-huh. We talked about uh, that a little bit on the podcast. My feelings on it have been cemented in uh, in a negative light. Uh, I don't, I don't particularly like the show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go that deep into it. In fact, I'm going to plug this real quick uh, for all you listeners. I think I'm going to do a mini sode. I'm going to do a review of all the Star Wars films and uh, television shows and do a comprehensive list on my opinions on it. Oh, you did talk about the um, Obi Wan review. Yeah, uh, like uh, how many episodes was like a couple episodes ago? Uh, I think our first season two episode one kind of did go into that talk so, about it a little mm-hmm. bit but yeah I'm gonna think I'm gonna do like a, a small mini-sode uh, on that so if you're interested in Star Wars be on the lookout for that because it'll probably be coming out somewhat soon um, speaking of Star Wars I want to recommend the Cassian Andor show now a few episodes I did say that this show was probably gonna be a banger yeah and I, personally I think it is I think it it knocks all those other uh, Disney Plus shows out of the water. Say banger again. Um, <laughs> it's a banger. <laughs> um, Word of the day. It depends on how you like your Star Wars. Um, this show is very adult. It's very gritty. It's very political. And wait, case did you just say gritty? Get on the dance. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take a dance break here in a minute. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, but it's really good. I really like this show. Um, I think at one point you told me you weren't a big fan of the Rogue One movie. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I was not. I mean, it was like 
kind of mid in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. That actually reminded me, this is kind of way changing the subject. You asked me originally uh, about movies. Yes. And I actually went to watch a movie in a movie theater for the first time since the pandemic started. Let's see. Oh, what was it? In 2000, I mean, like this summer. Yeah. First time since 2019. It was <laughs> terrible, really, to see the first. It was Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh. It was trash. I actually yeah. haven't seen it. It was not very good. Seen, yeah. It was, uh, I, I can't even say go out and watch it. But I mean, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Thor. So. <laughs> I'm not really either, but my girlfriend wanted to go see it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's go, babe, or whatever. And uh, it was just not the move. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that sucks, because I really liked Ragnarok. I like Taika Waititi as a director. I think he's he a is. very, like, funny and, like, he's just one of those new directors who's, like, really getting out there. And I enjoy yeah. that. But it, it is a shame to see that movie. It, it, very good. it was the, the writing for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. even necessarily the direction. In fact, in, like, the case of, like, how it was shot. Right. It was a Marvel movie, so of course it looked good, right? Right. But it, it just, the jokes didn't land. Right. The story wasn't that good. The villain wasn't that good. Yeah, which also sucks because it's Chris, Christian Bale, who's like one of the goaded actors of I, our yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know. And he did good with what he had, but like, damn, it just. He, I don't know. Even him, he couldn't save it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just his villain was not written very well. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm a big, like, I like a good villain. I like yeah. somebody I can be afraid of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Absolutely. I mean... And I just didn't get that for him. Yeah. You gotta have that dichotomy in there. Mm-hmm. I like Thor. Like the first one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. You, oh, you like the first Thor? Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like the second one. But I did not dig like Ragnarok. You didn't like Ragnarok? No. See, I hate the first two Thors. But Ragnarok to me is like... It's just... I mean... It's just goofy. <laughs> it's funny like though. Thor. It's funny. It's, that's the thing though. I don't think... That, Thor is a god. I don't, I don't want him to make puns, I, man. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Because I like, I like my flavor of... Norse mythology a little goofy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like mine serious. After Love and Thunder, ever, I think I might have to agree with you. I need something a little more, I don't know, yeah. less jokey. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a big Marvel guy myself, though. Um, all things on the table, I just... It's so, like... It, like... It almost reminds me of there's this family guy bit where Peter is talking about the Godfather. You know, have you ever seen that one? <laughs> I think so, and yeah. he, he doesn't like it because he says it insists upon itself. And that's how I feel about Marvel. Like, it insists upon itself. It's like, it's so, like, its own bubble kind of thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just, I don't know. Yeah, people people assume, oh, it's got to be good because it's Marvel, but I, that's just simply not no. true. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I'm, I think I'm done with Marvel, actually. They killed off all the... Good, OG, good, yeah, Tony so, Stark. Yeah, no, I'm not really interested in these other third party heroes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel so. that definitely, definitely feel that. Well, uh, we'll move on down the train of topics. Um, we can talk about music a little bit if you guys want. I know now. I, I say this with the kind of caveat that um, when the other day, like, uh, well, not the other day, it was like during the summer, you and I had gone to. The Orange Blossom, which is this little bar down in Winchester, Tennessee. It's a, it's a great spot. If you ever down there, absolutely pay them a visit. Mm. Um, but on the ride, I remember you were like, oh, here's the Oxcord. If you want to play something, go ahead. And I was like, oh, I actually don't really listen to music while I drive. And you gave me the identical look that like he gave me the first time that he heard that, where I was like, oh, it's okay. You can get the radio me, off. Everybody, everybody questions this guy. Like, why? <laughs> but it, you know, it goes music back. Music is life. I, no, to no, me, no. like I, I have to have music, man. So I love music. 
so you guys, let's hear your music taste. Because I, I do have my music taste, but I, I don't always listen to when I drive. But uh, evidently, that's like a must for everybody else is you got to have the radio on. Yeah, um, definitely. You were telling me earlier about Arctic Monkeys. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I will. So uh, I'm a big fan of the Arctic Monkeys. Ever, I don't know if you listen to them. I, I listen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, awesome. you know, they are awesome. They, they've got a new album coming out at mm-hmm. the end of this month, actually. I'm pretty sure the 21st of October. Uh, but they released a single... Um, earlier I think or maybe late last month it's like late September um they're a great band I love them and they're going on the first North American tour since like 2013 2014 mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure it's been that long if, if I remember correctly yeah no um, they're, they're really cool they are yeah. I love them yeah um and I'm glad they're still around making yeah. music um have you heard of the show Peaky Blinders yes yeah it's because of them that I listen to Arctic Monkeys now I love that show as well yeah. it's pretty good oh okay I, I can't remember I think my friend gave me a CD an Arctic Monkey CD back in the day Whoa. and that's just what I mean I don't know I still buy CDs sometimes a I'll, CD yeah. I'll listen to the CD <laughs> I'll listen to CDs in my car no, that's so kidding. funny yeah yeah and I just I like I just like to just put it in. I don't have to think about what yeah. is on. Right. And why I don't have to be on my phone. So it's funny you say that when I was in high school, yeah, I didn't have Bluetooth. I had this uh, 1996 Tacoma. So no Bluetooth. Like, no Bluetooth, right? Not even a chance. But it had a CD player. And so I bought the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, greatest hit CD. <laughs> and that's what I listened to. That's and I, all, I, didn't, to. I didn't always put it on. But like you were saying, like, it's one of those things where, like, it almost, like, just becomes your favorite music because you just put it in and then that's what's on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been known to listen to the radio sometimes as well. I mean, depending. But, um... Yeah, I really do mess with some CDs. Do you think you'll go see the Arctic Monkeys if they come to the States? Or when they come to the States? I would love to if I can afford it. We we shall see. (laughs) see. But they're expensive. Probably Probably. so, yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers because the Strokes opened for them and those are two bands I really love mm. and uh, but the tickets got outrageous like I think I got to them too late and uh, oh, I just couldn't afford a $250 ticket I was just like nah dude so do you go to a lot of concerts is that something like you like to do or? I, yes uh, sort of um, I, I will when I can when I can afford mm-hmm. it also, you gotta drive up to Nashville, and that's a pain. That is a pain. Uh, this is gonna sound really funny, but I don't know if you guys know who Young Gravy is. I do know Young. <laughs> so I've been. A friend him. actually went to meet him. Actually, he got really? he had to take a picture with him, and um, he, uh, a friend, he smokes. Yeah, you know, he's always <laughs> yeah. on that salsa. Um, <laughs> uh, but Young Gravy actually was like. Uh, he he sniffed them because he 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 was smelling really strong and he was like, oh, you're you're high. <laughs> he was trying to buy some from him. He was like, you got some? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my he, god! Well, he has a video of it. It was pretty cool. That is so cool. I've been to see him twice. Oh, uh, I don't like him. You don't like him? <laughs> no, I don't oh. like Young Gravy. No, no, no. I I like him in. Uh, I, it was originally in an ironic sense. Mm-hmm. And now it's like not, which is kind of embarrassing to say. Because I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, genuinely, his music is kind of garbage. It is. But at the same time, like, it's just also kind of catchy. <laughs> I know, that's just <laughs> the way it is. Kind of like a guilty pleasure in a way. But I've been to see him twice in concert. And, like, low-key before he get blew up or whatever. Yeah, 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 I had to be that guy. But, like, I was definitely, I was there in, like, 2019. <laughs> no, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And now he's a big deal or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'll probably never be able to afford a concert <laughs> ticket to him again. Uh, but... He is kind of my guilty pleasure of music, like like the garbage music that you love to listen to. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, think we yeah. all have those. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Ever, what's your 
uh, guilty listening pleasure. Oh man, I don't. I don't know. I, I like all types of music. You know, I'm not. Um, probably EDM, like mm. like really hardcore EDM. That's probably my guilty pleasure. <laughs> so, I yeah, I'd probably have to say that. It's pretty good. Like, give me a who's an EDM artist. Oh uh, man, I can't tell you. I can't. <laughs> I, I I know more songs than I know artists. Oh okay. You know? that's the thing about EDM is it's like it's. I listen to NCS. Do you, like no copyrighted songs? I, I guess I could say that. Like okay. my guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah. is like listen to NCS. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you don't really listen to it. You just put it in the background for like mm-hmm. it's just noise. But I actually listen to it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. You had uh, you and Cheyenne just went to a concert. Yes, uh, and you said that going to Nashville is like a pain. Uh, funny story is uh, I actually hit a garbage can coming back out of Nashville, and it, like it broke the front like skirt of my front bumper of my car. <laughs> oh, man, that's only on I twenty four, right? <laughs> yeah, they had uh, they had road work, so they had to cut off some lanes, and like there was only two lanes, and you had. Like, the speed limit was 70, so I was going, like, 80. And, <laughs> and I guess... I, I didn't have my bright lights on, and it was, like, a gray trash can. And Cheyenne, my girlfriend, thinks it was, like, an animal or something. But it was clearly a trash can. <laughs> Might have been yeah. a worker, dude. He's <laughs> laid out. No, that, that road's a shit show, dude. It is, bro. What did, who did you go see? Uh, it's actually my girlfriend's favorite band. Or favorite bands um, that I cannot remember. Uh, Hollywood Undead. I don't, I don't know if you know them. Um, that name sounds familiar, but I'm not like... Uh, Bad Wolves, Hollywood Undead, oh, and Falling in Reverse. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I know who that is. I feel like you would know. And That's... Papa Roach, which we didn't stay for that. <laughs> which now we re- we regret not staying because maybe if we would have stayed for that, we would have dodged. Somebody the else could have hit the garbage can. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it is a pain to drive up there. I hate. I hate it doing is, it. it you hate to. You hate to do it. Really. <laughs> There's always road work. Always like workers in in the city too. Mm-hmm. So, correct. Yeah, it's correct. annoying. That's a growing place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. When was the last time you went to a concert? I've never been to a concert, I but I don't. I don't much have the desire to. Yeah. I. For me, music is a very intimate thing. Like, I like to enjoy it privately, like, in my own domicile, you know? Uh, that sentence is wild. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> you, you can swap out music for, like, crazy. Zaza, and it had the same, same kind of <laughs> To me, music is intimate. I, I, I'm not making fun of it. Like, that's, that's, I get that. I get that. <laughs> it's just, that's a wild sentence. <laughs> I, I also, I kind of understand, because, like, there's, like, that initial nervousness of, like, uh, you know, when somebody passes you the, the ox cord, you know, they're right, like, hit yeah, that. And you're kind of yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. play some shit. How <laughs> um, you like it? Like, No, I, I agree with you. I don't, yeah. I don't really like concerts. I, I've been to a couple concerts mm-hmm. now. I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, um... I, I would like to go to a rave party, though. A rave? Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, those are high. Pop yeah. into one. <laughs> yeah. See, I just, I just can't get down with, like, having some, like, and you were telling me, you, like, you told me that there was some, like, sweaty guy in the crowd who kept, like, touching on you, oh, like, yeah, grabbing dude, you. See, was... I'm just not about that. Yeah. <laughs> now, that sometimes does happen, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was all over that, like, he, he, was, he was into it. From the beginning, like, uh, before the main, like, music started, they, they had some NCS music in the background, and he was just vibing to it already. And then, like, beside him, like, two two people beside him, there was this drunk, old, middle-aged old man, and he was just, like, screaming. He was about to get kicked out, so he, he just, like, started running away. He ducked down into the crowd and started running away towards the back. He avoided the security 
But oh god, yeah, no. Everybody was packed like sardines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I just I would much rather sit down like in a recliner with a nice cup. I of get that, Joe. I get turn that. on some tunes. Yeah, enjoy it that way. I definitely uh, have to be in the mood for it, I guess. But at the same time, it's like fun to go see an artist live. Yeah, it's just a, for the experience. It is. experience. But yeah. yeah, sometimes there are annoying drunk people there, and <laughs> sometimes not not the most fun. But. And, like, getting there and getting back is, is probably my least favorite part, personally, because I mm-hmm. just don't like driving in traffic like that. I understand. To be honest with you, but I, it is a fun experience. When it's somebody you care about. Yeah, like, right. I won't just go see some, like, guy that I've never really heard anything from. Right. I just yeah. don't. I'm not interested in that at all. I think part of it, too, for me, is, like, a lot of the bands and, like, musicians I'm interested in have, like, stopped making. Like, they don't go they, on Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. go on tour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like... One of the most recent ones was, like, Daft Punk. They broke up after not producing music for, like, seven-something years. But even then, like, you know, stuff like that. I, all the music I like was, like, from 2005 and then, like, past. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um... You're an old soul. I'm a... Yes, I am. I am old. And I feel it in my back as well, actually. So I may <laughs> just be an old person at this point. Um, but, yeah, maybe we should... I don't know. We'll have to see... Uh, if there's any good concerts coming out, any good bands coming into town. I mean, Nashville is pretty much the music hub, so there's always yeah. something going mm-hmm. on there. But there is. we'll go get some tickets to Frozen Apes. Jam <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, I cannot wait for Apes. that. That's going to be a great time. Absolutely. I was, uh, I'm, see, I'm not a big country music fan, uh, mm-hmm. but I was drugged to a thing that they do at the American Legion in Nashville called Honky Tonk Tuesdays. <laughs> it's funny because oh, today's it's... a Tuesday, so it'll be going on tonight. Uh, but they, I mean, it's like old-ass like traditional line mm-hmm. dancing yeah and i didn't think i'd have as much fun as i did oh okay. but i learned how to do it which it wasn't incredibly difficult <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know it's kind of you know one two or whatever but yeah. uh, that was that was just cool absolutely you know, there was yeah. an open bar so i think that kind of did enhance <laughs> yeah, experience a little myself a little bit <laughs> but it was fun to get out on the dance floor and because there was all types of people there like surprisingly there were young people there yeah. and mm-hmm. then there were old people there and like it was an interesting mix and I danced with some random people. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, sometimes yeah. I just, like, was without a partner, and I just went to go dance with some old lady. And it was fun. That that was... That was cool. That was, like, a very, like, old-fashioned mm-hmm. like, <laughs> time yeah. I had in Nashville that yeah. you don't hear about very much. It was a small place. Right. So I thought that was cool. Oh, that sounds fun. You want to plug the name, if you remember? Yeah, it was, it's the American Legion. Oh, Amer- oh, that's right. Yeah. In Nashville. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of country music. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not a big country music listener. And, like... I. I don't know many of the songs. I don't know many of the dances, but <laughs> I just went and it was a good time. It was it was admittedly yeah. a good time. It does sound actually like a good time. Maybe we should go for a, a, a special episode to get out there. Buy a cowboy outfit. I've already yeah. got mine ready. I know. I know <laughs> that was one thing I did not have. I was I was dressed like this. Yeah, I mean that probably works. You know, the flannel works. <laughs> and I did I did not fit in. Like I definitely when you walked well, in, was it like in the western movies? Where, like you walk in and like the piano player stops and like, the whole bar like turns around and looks. I wish I could say that was true, but no, they they were pretty welcoming. Oh. I thought there was a pretty diverse group of people there. There were some. <laughs> College age kids and yeah, it was, it was an That's interesting good. time. I definitely was out of my comfort zone. Right, it's always good though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It felt yeah, yeah, it was a good experience for me. So, all right, well, guys, we're gonna take another short break and then we'll be right back into the cargo hold.
All right, everybody, we're back and we're getting ready to wrap things up here in the cargo hold. Before we go, we of course gotta have our boy Ethan join us on the hot seat. Oh, oh my goodness! I think we've done this one time, one other time, <laughs> yeah. but we're trying to we're trying to do it like yeah. every few. To integrate it, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to integrate it. Um, I even made it. I went on GarageBand. I even made a custom music. Uh, well, surely you've heard it if you listen, if you listen to the episode. I have. <laughs> I made it. No, you, you, you go crazy uh, on the garage. Band. I do like get crazy on yeah. garage band. You actually, I don't know how you do it. It's very simple. Why I can't wait for this to come out and make it so I can hear that beautiful <laughs> <laughs> that zaza. Makes me think like, why don't you actually do like play an actual instrument? <laughs> <laughs> it hurts my fingers. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna draw. A random one, and hopefully it's a good one. If it's not, Wait, I might put it back you in. Draw a you want to draw it, Ashley? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Impartial <laughs> vote. Come on, man. Like take his. Just be careful reading it because my handwriting is really bad. Okay. Trust oh me. my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting one. It is uh, World War Three or Civil War Two. Oh, oh my god. Now that's a good one. Oh, it's Civil Two. Yeah, right? that is. Okay. Yeah, I just like Civil War Two. <laughs> That is, All right. That is an interesting. World War Three or Civil War Two? Wow. I always love to ask this question because I feel like neither is good, but both are like equally likely to happen. I feel like. Whoa. Um, <laughs> but, well, I'll, I'll say something after. All right, but Ethan, what? I, let's let's talk about it like this. Which one do you think is like more likely to happen first? A, a third world war or a second American Civil War? Oh my God. <laughs> um. Well, I might get I might get canceled for saying this, but you know we're we're pretty past due for a civil war. In the United States. <laughs> yeah. You know it has been a little while. No, uh, I think probably a third world conflict mm -hmm. would be more likely. Yeah, I would say personally, because I don't know. I think I mean, America is pretty divided in a lot of ways right now, but I feel like they're kind of I don't know they're political, mm -hmm. and I mean that's what started the, the original civil right. war too. But I think. A third world war. I just think there's so many more, uh, uh, I don't know, like moving parts to a third world war right. that I think would be more likely to happen in today's like climate. Mm -hmm. I don't know, because there's all this stuff going on in Russia right now. Right, like, Ukraine. Ukraine. I mean, this question is very like current because of the conflict in Ukraine. It is. Yeah, and I think that definitely put a lot of people more on edge of like, okay, what are these other political leaders in other countries mm -hmm. doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly they're doing some things that are could lead to mm -hmm. a bigger conflict right. and more people getting involved. I know when Ukraine was first invaded, there was lots of talk about like how involved should the UN be. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Ukraine's not a part of the UN. No, I don't think But they have been on like the list of like, hey, I think... The wait list, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, like, um, that was one of the main conflicts between um, Ukraine and Russia, right? Mm -hmm. It was because Russia does not want uh, Ukraine to be part of the UN, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's and right. And Ukraine was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, we want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why America doesn't have them yet. I mean, they, I, th I feel like they've proven themselves. Uh, well, in a way, I get that too, though, because uh, your country, so, uh, the thing is, I feel like with World War Three, when I look at it, the two countries I look at are Russia and China, um, they border, do they not? Um, yeah, they, yeah. Do. they do. So they're the like they're two huge countries, and I feel like in today's climate, they are like they're not a part of the UN, and they are very um, 
different and almost isolated in like their culture and in their politics and stuff like that. So I feel like typically when people talk about World War Three, those two countries seem to be like the proposed instigators, I guess you would you could say. Yeah. Um Um Well what I was gonna say is like I don't I wish we would just have a civil war. I don't I don't wanna uh, <laughs> I don't want a civil war. If I was <laughs> if I was to choose either one, you know, I I wish it was a civil war. But like world wars have been going on for the longest time. You know? Yeah. It's just that the Russia and the Ukraine is actually made it to the to like the social media to the news, so mm-hmm. now we're paying attention to it. You know? Right. But, that's, that's you know, true. wars have been going on for years, you know. You're right. I just I thought, like, the pretensity that that had to, like, escalate to something more global, mm-hmm. bigger yeah. people getting involved, I just kind of saw it there, I guess, more. I don't know, maybe that is because of higher media exposure yeah. to it, possibly so, but uh, I just, I just what I kind of felt that that World War Three would be more likely. And, uh, um, some people are saying that we already are, kind of. Uh, there there has been ask, some yeah. major, uh, like, uh... Yesterday, I read this article online where um, I think North Korea launched like a ballistic missile right mm-hmm. over Japan, and like now Japan's alarms are like, mm-hmm. really up. And like, uh, damn, what what's going on out there? Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna ask you, Ethan. Do you think like we are seeing the early stages of World War Three right now, and we just really don't know it yet, or do you think that the conflict um, with Ukraine and Russia is like eventually gonna kind of fizzle out? Um, mm, well, I <clears throat> that's that's an interesting question. So I just think the way the Soviet Union dissolved back in mm-hmm. the early nineties, I think left a lot of countries kind of hanging. Right. And I'm not saying that the Soviet Union was some great place or whatever, but like I definitely think lots of countries relied on its like leadership. I guess mm-hmm. when that broke up, I think it left some countries kind of down bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, know, for in, sure. In yeah. terms of like politics and like what they're going to do with themselves. And this is, like, mostly Eastern European countries. And uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of, like, unfinished business there. I'm not saying, like, I don't think a war would solve any of those problems, but I definitely think, like, a a more, like, centralized, like, something like the UN that everyone can agree on. Mm -hmm. Because I know Russia does not want anything to do with the UN. And I'm sure they have their reasons for that. Right. Um, But I don't know if this is, like, the early stages. I mean, I think definitely what we're seeing now is probably going to set the groundwork for whatever will come next, mm-hmm. whether that be war or, like, hopefully something more towards peaceful. Right. But, I mean, people aren't peaceful, so no. who am I kidding? But, <laughs> right. like, but, like, I don't know. I would hate for a third world war to start, obviously, but, like, I think maybe so. I think maybe the conflict in Ukraine could be, like, a sign of, mm-hmm. like, no, just more unrest in that right. side in of that, the world. You know? It's so funny to me because people talk about the conflict in Ukraine, like, it could be the preliminary stages of World War Three, but was it the first? I'm pretty sure it was the second World War really kicked off with the assassination of, like, an archduke or that, something that in Austria. F- that was the first World War. Which yeah. So it's so crazy to me because, like, that event seems almost insignificant in a way. Like, it doesn't seem World War worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that's not disrespectful to say, but you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it was assassination in, like, a... Um, in a country, and it just kind of sprung into, yeah. like, the first world and world war. I mean, that's countries, like, that had nothing to do with that got involved. Oh, yeah. So it is interesting to me. Like, I almost feel like it's a red herring. Like, this war between Ukraine and Russia probably won't turn into a world war. Um, it'll If I had to say, it'd probably be something, like, weird. 
like something like an assassination. I don't yeah. think a war war whatever happened anyways because it, right. I think we're just gonna go straight to nuclear. Yeah, the, the thing is, at yeah, this point, so. we are so advanced with nuclear weapons. Oh, my mom's calling me. <laughs> uh, straight to voicemail. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, this was an interesting argument on uh, the Ukraine situation, and people are like, "Well, yeah, Putin has all these nuclear, you know, power in his hand." Mm-hmm. All right, and like, I think he may have like mentioned something. I'm not sure if this is true, but like, I think he may have like mentioned something like, "Hey." I could move to more drastic measures if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And he didn't necessarily say nukes, but like when it comes to <laughs> the nuke, when you nuke another country, you can't just like go and take them over at that point. Like it's a nuclear war zone that you right. can't live there anymore. Right. You make that area inhospitable. Like it's, right. I mean, yeah. so I don't think he would ever nuke Ukraine because he wants to, he wants There's, it to be part to of Russia. It, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's like that that we have to think about too. Like, yeah, the using nukes would be like, like total annihilation. Mm-hmm. Comparing in size, you know, I'm pretty sure Putin thought it was gonna be, you know, just over. Like the easy day, war, you know. Yeah. yeah. But no, apparently, you know, Ukraine is pretty good at fighting. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting to me. Although I I do want to ask like a tangent question. Let's just say because this would never happen, but just for the fun of the argument, let's just say that World War Three did happen, and then it was like old school, like 1940s warfare. All right, or I guess the better way to ask the question is you were. Getting drafted into World War Two, you know, and there and like God has graced you with a pick. Like you get to pick where you're going. Like so, what what position in the army do you want? You want to be like a fighter pilot, a gunner. I mean, what are you picking? I mean, where anywhere I could drop my forty five. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I uh, I don't know. It's a deep cut. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really uh, not a uh, big um, go kill people kind of guy. <laughs> so maybe like oh, nobody is. Yeah, exactly. Nobody is. So maybe I'd rather like. I don't know, like, run PR for the Army or something. That might be a terrible <laughs> job, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know I think that was a huge part of it. I mean, the propaganda posters and stuff like that, you would have a perfect, yeah. I, I mean, very yeah. lucrative position right there. I think I would like to, uh, you know, sit behind a, uh, I would say computer, but I think it was typewriters. <laughs> but I think I'd rather sit behind a typewriter and do stuff like that. But if I had to go into a combat role, uh, I think I'd want to, like, be put on a boat or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. That's, that's my, uh, my my grandfather's or in the Navy, so I'll follow in their legacy. Nice. Ever, what about you if you had, if you were drafted? Man, I wish I could just like stay back in the country and just help like, manufacture. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd be safe. But if I was to put in a combat role, definitely in a tank. In a tank. So we oh. were talking about that the other day, the movie really Fury cool. with Brad Pitt. Um, yeah. That's who I would want to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't want to be Brad Pitt in the movie Fury. Yeah. Just, just an absolute badass. Just some grizzled guy who has no... Love for human life. I'm <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, he's yeah. seen some stuff. I mean, Which I, uh, obviously, uh, if you were in the World War Two, you've seen some Such stuff. a unique, I mean, I can't even imagine the mindset they would, they were in at that point where they, like, were basically, I mean, the odds of them coming back home were slim to none, and then the odds of them going back home changed were, like, 100%. Like, there was no... Once they hit that boat to ship out, like, there was no coming back at all. I think it was a... I mean, I don't... I know. It was a different world back then. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, from what it is now, like, I don't think uh, World War II could happen today. Like, in a way. Right, Like, just the way it worked out, I think we're just in a completely different spot, like, as a nation. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I feel like that was a big moment of, like, national unity. That's true. For better or for worse. That's true. How it turned out, I think America was really united during that time. And I just don't think we would see such a... Thing like that today. And I like, agree. It kind of shows a little bit, you, like 
um, Russia using, trying to take over Ukraine. You know, they're using kind of like outdated, you know, probably World War Two type of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, equipment, guns, tanks. And you can see that it's not working. Right. Yeah. So you could probably see that World War Two cannot happen. Yeah. yeah. The, the warfare, everything has changed since that time. Um, Technology nowadays. And so it does beg the question, like, how warfare will be in the future. Because, um, unfortunately, I don't ever foresee the world moving away from, con- like, conflicts. No. It's just such, I mean, I, it, it would be, I mean, world peace, I think, is just impossible. Do um, you do you think um, violence is needed do for I think order? It, for, oh, so that's, that's an interesting question. Um, no. But it, it it's kind of like the this quote from Yoda where he's talking about the dark side. And Luke says, is it stronger? And he says, no, but the path is faster or something like that. It's the same thing with violence. Like, it is not the best solution. But if you're a country that is, like, looking to take over another country, that's the easiest, fastest solution is just yeah. to, you know, start a war with them. Um, and... If we know anything about human society, I feel like it's that, like, we always choose the path of least resistance, like, whatever's going to be easiest. I mean, we see that with some of our stuff, like, uh, climate change and, you know, like, whatever is going to get us to the finish line faster is, like, the route we typically take. So I feel like violence is not needed, but it is the faster option instead of, like, trying to do it peacefully, I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's what I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Um... I wish it wasn't needed, but I do believe it is. Oh, really? Yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, you, some some people, you just can't change their mind, you know? So They're are you so saying that, like, hard. in a, are you saying that in a way that's, like, if you're a country that's being invaded, there's, like, or are you saying, like, as a country who is invading? Because that kind of, that, the perspective. If I was the leader, if I was the leader of a country, I would not try to invade. Okay, you know? okay, okay. I would not try to like invade. I think we're just talking about violence as like <laughs> a, an existing thing. Okay, yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, like um but you know, I would have to literally I would yeah. I, I would fight back. I mean, if there was right, a okay. country trying to take right, over, right. I feel like there'd be no other choice. You, yeah. Back. You know. I like I said I wish violence wasn't needed, but mm-hmm. I do see I your point now a little bit more on like us and from a self-defense perspective, you know, some, I mean, you're not always going to be able to agree with somebody and if it comes down, yeah. but that's the thing about violence. It, like it is so like, um, like animal in its nature. You know what I mean? Like there is no discussion. It's like, I got to lay you out. It's me or you, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, there's always going to be, there always has been, there's always going to be like violent people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I don't think we can avoid that. And like I, like ever said, as much as I wish we could, mm-hmm. I just don't think that's human nature, unfortunately. Right. So we're yeah. just, like, really corrupted and, like, have very, um, like, just crazy ideas, you know, like, just, and you, you can't have that. Let me spin the question again to you guys, because this is, like, an age-old question. Is violent, like, is, so you've always heard the question of, like, nature versus nurture, and, like, are humans inherently evil or, like, inherently bad and things like that what, what do you guys think about that because i think it's such an interesting topic of conversation yeah i think um this is my opinion obviously and i'm not a yeah. psycho- psychologist of any sort right but i think i think some people are born to be horrible people <laughs> like yeah. i genuinely yeah. think like genuine evil exists mm-hmm. but i also think you can be born without that and become that from like your bringing up mm-hmm. and i feel like there's like uh, then, then there's like a whole group in between that too. 
you know what I mean? Who are like right, right, could be born with like evil tendencies maybe or whatever, and then like bad things happen to them in their life, and they turn out to be you know a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel about it. I think there's a pretty wide spectrum of like how that works, but I definitely right. think it, a lot of it does have to do with nature versus nurture, nurture, and like you're a product of your environment mm-hmm. when you're growing up as a kid. That's like proven. Right. Yeah. I mean, like you just are whoever raised you, and like what happened to you when you were being raised. It shapes you as a person mm-hmm. and, like, will affect what you do with your life. So yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel. Ever, what do you think about nature versus nurture? It, it, like, this might be a dumb question, but has it been scientifically proven that yeah, your genes can make you evil? I don't know. I've never heard that before. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, yeah, um, it's definitely hard to, like, say because some people are born into, like, really rough rough lives mm-hmm. and you know and they come out to be these great amazing people so right. this is hard it's just hard it definitely I, I think nature like your your surroundings every, everything around you like can shape somebody mm-hmm. you know it's interesting I've always thought and I think this is like I, I have in my personal experience I always have thought that like good and evil are, are like almost things that really don't exist um because to me, when you identify as somebody, deep. well, it was, was so, kind of deep. So, so let me let me finish it so it makes a little, like a yeah. little bit more sense. To me, like when somebody describes somebody as evil, like nine times out of ten, the defining characteristic that they're talking about is selfishness. Like one's one putting themselves over others' needs. Where like if you talk about somebody who's good, typically that characteristic is like selflessness someone who's willing to put people above themselves for like the greater good and so i feel like in that way like if you look at someone who like you would call evil like adolf hitler or you know whoever that person is like very a very selfish person you know and we perceive that as evil because it's like they want to use other people for themselves and not themselves for other people um so i don't know i feel like in a way that is kind of like your nature in a way like you're just kind of that person or you're either not but as everybody here has said like your environment it shapes you i mean and for better or for worse you know yeah you kind of said earlier that good and evil like doesn't necessarily exist on like the polar opposite and Mm -hmm. like you usually think of it as i think that's interesting to mention like a lot of times you know when you're growing up there's like in your media that you consume. Mm-hmm. There's a good and there's a bad guy. I right. Think, and it's pretty clear cut when you're growing up. But then when you get older and, you know, like, you know, you start watching more dramas and stuff like mm-hmm. that, there's, like, a lot more anti-heroes or maybe just, like, right. protagonists who you don't necessarily completely agree with. Mm-hmm. And that... The, but you still enjoy them as a character nonetheless. I think right. that's a really interesting concept. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, it, it also goes back, like, there's this, like, philosophy thing about, you ever heard the one, like, you got to steal a piece of bread for your family or something like that? You ever heard that question before? Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, like, to you, that would be, like, a noble sacrifice to, like, steal the bread to feed your family. But obviously, the family who's being stolen from would see you as a horrible, selfish yeah. person, you know? So perspective is such a huge part of conflict. So, like... Too often we stay in our shoes, don't put ourselves in the other person's shoes and see their side of it. Um, and I think that was just wrong. Like we should try <laughs> to see other people's perspectives. Right, but that goes back to kind of like violence in a way. Like that's that takes so much effort and like mm-hmm. understanding to see someone else's side. It's just much easier to like 
cold cock on shut You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're killing people, then it's like, okay, I really yeah, don't that's just wrong. It. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah, almost impossible to put yourself in that person's place. And I, I do think that's part of human nature, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. I, I find it so fascinating that part of the human condition, like, the... Um, I have been... I have been trying to start writing a a small like short story about like um, an apocalyptic event, you know, because I find what I love about those types of stories is like you put a human being, like someone who we typically revere as like a very intelligent, sociable person in an environment where like it's kill or be killed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you reduce a human to that, it's like it just goes back kind of full circle, like to art, you know, art is such a huge part of human expression like in a world where there is no art like how does how do you even survive as a human like can you even be a human you know in those situ- in that condition in those situations i guess yeah i don't know it's just i don't know we, we've just been animals since day one you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like our true like need like we've violence has always been there to like survive you know we have yeah. to kill hunt Right now, so mm-hmm. if I was put into an into that type of environment, then like there's no rules, right? So I'm gonna do whatever. That's so so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> I definitely think that you are talking about a lot of like the human condition mm-hmm. and just like what we deal with as people and mm-hmm. like like you said, ever just animals really, yeah. mm-hmm. just like kind of sophisticated ones. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the dominant ones. <laughs> yeah, for real. Apex. Yeah. Well, if it came down to, you know, back to the original, original question about, like, World War Three, Civil War Two, I feel like Civil War Two is at least somewhat, like, it's in the cards, but it's, like, way, way in there um, because of everything that happened on, like, January 6th. Um, I feel like given the right, I almost feel like a conspiracy theorist when I say this, but I feel like given the right conditions, something like that could turn into, like, a civil conflict, even if it's not a full-scale war. Um, and this goes back to like, um, something we had talked about in class the other day about like vigilante justice and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting. We don't see more of that. Like we have a lot of peaceful protests, which are good. Like I'm glad, I'm glad we have peaceful protests, yeah. but I am surprised we don't see like more radical, um, like violent protest groups that aren't like racist or anything, but like people who are trying to actually, they have like a point to what they're trying to say that like the majority of Americans could like kind of agree with. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's we, just, just kind of hard because like, I mean, we don't like. They, I feel like we we they say that we have a voice, but we really don't have a voice. So that would be somebody I would be talking like somebody like a Robin Hood type who's yeah. like, I'm gonna fight the government, yeah. you know, and and take it back to the people. You know, I'm surprised we haven't had a character like that in in history you know um because we've had plenty of like civil rights movements characters and things like that people who did it like the very peaceful route and i mean even someone like malcolm x who was like a little bit more radical with his views was still like you know we're not gonna do it non-violent you know everything like that yeah um so it it is fascinating to me that we haven't had that yet in our u.s history like someone who's just like i'm gonna do the right thing but i'm also like you know i'm gonna fight a modern physically a modern one yeah. yeah 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 that's true we're kind of seeing like just like we did back in like the 60s the civil rights you know pushes recently and mm-hmm. the whole black lives matter thing back in you know uh in 2020 and before that um and i definitely think that's kind of on the page you're talking about mm-hmm. but it's so politicized 
right. that a lot of people don't get behind it. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I think that's not necessarily a good thing uh, because you can't get more people rallying behind like mm-hmm. social justice stuff right. know, that needs to be addressed. But I also think, um, I think we were talking about earlier, like the polarization in news media yeah. causes a little bit of that. I'm not, Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. And I think that's interesting is to kind of bring it full circle. I was going to say, this podcast always feels like it comes full circle in the it end. Does, like, whatever yeah. our first topic was comes at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I've always wondered about that. And, like, um, I don't like to use this word because I feel like it is a strong word, but, like, suppression of news, I feel like, plays a part in it. If there is, you know, if there ever was... Your, or well, there has been. I mean, like you were saying, like the Black Lives Matter movements. You know, like the coverage, depending on where you were getting your news and stuff, the coverage of that could be very minimal. But like what they were covering was like the very negative stuff, like the uh, like the riots and stuff, and like the looters and stuff, and mm-hmm. and that like completely turns people off of like the idea of like Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Because people no, yeah. see that and they're like, oh, well, this and that, and so oh yeah, it it's like it's very sad that our news has like. It, it it has so, kind of almost like a negative hold on us. Like the information we receive, we can only receive it if it's out there, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. I, I definitely think you're right about that, like the framing mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. And I mean, it happened back in the 1960s and 70s mm-hmm. too when all those social movements were going on, you know, and people did die. I mean, yeah, yeah. and I mean, just like they do today, you know. So they're similar eras, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Years from now, I'm sure we'll compare the two. Yeah, history <laughs> repeats cool. itself. I'm sure you know. We'll, so, uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, and I feel like inevitably we're gonna see a World War Three or Civil War Two. Yeah, you said we were long due for Civil War. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't say so, that's a joke. So, we are. I mean, it has been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, how would it happen? I have, you know, it, we don't have any muskets anymore. It, <laughs> you don't have that muskets. <laughs> to me, I feel like if it was gonna happen, it would be like blue states versus red states. Well, it's what I mean in my fantasy world. That's what the simplest thing I can think of. Um, I could also see like a one percent versus ninety nine percent Elon Musk in his mech suit taking on all the poor farmers <laughs> in Idaho. But I don't know, you know. Yeah, um, I, yeah, definitely. It's interesting because like us as in, in our social classes or economic classes or whatever are kind of divided. Yeah, in a lot of ways, and we talked about that on the conspiracy theory episode about there's a lot of conspiracies that put the one percent like the government is like the they're trying to, I don't know, like stop the population from growing and stuff like that. But I always find those theories so weird because it it seems like they want the opposite. Like they probably want a like healthy growing population in the country. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so I never understood that, but. I do understand the opposite of, like, the the people who are in, like, the 99% or, like, the average American, like, not wanting so much government control. Or I feel like we talk about government control um, in, like, such a negative way. Like, I feel like it has a negative connotation, but it's it's really not a very negative thing in most sense. I mean, our country is pretty um, almost liberal in the way because it's like the separation between like the states and then like the federal government mm-hmm. um so if you don't like your state's government you can just like move to another state with different <laughs> laws you know i mean in, yeah. in some cases so. if that's financially feasible for yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yes, that's true um, i suppose you can but it does feel like a lot of people talk about like you know oh the man the man is listening you know like oh, the, yeah. the big guy or something like that so yeah i, don't I think uh, i think this might be a little controversial, but oh, like I think, <laughs> I think corporations and like big business might control us more than like the federal government. I think, and I think you're absolutely right. They I have think a big, uh, like. 
probably impact on federal government too. I, they do. They absolutely. <laughs> so do. I think that's something that's going on in our capitalist society mm-hmm. that is. I think it needs more closer scrutiny. Yeah, you know? I agree yeah. with you absolutely. Um, honestly, I think that will be the death of this country. <laughs> uh, I know that's kind of a big statement, but to me, the the point you're making is like is absolutely right because so many big corporations they have such power and like lobbying power stuff like that yeah. and they you know not enough responsibility is put on them to help us i think the biggest problem right now one of our biggest ones is like climate change and global warming i mean pollution you know stuff like that i mean and these these companies are able to get away with it because they you know they can just write a check to the whatever yeah. you know, politician there yeah. so it's it's like um if I feel, I mean, this path that we continue down it, I feel like it's just going to end in a really bad way. Yeah, I think Stephen Hawking, before he died, he said we had like a hundred years left, which is like not a very long time at all. No, nope. but I understand why he could like could foresee that, you know, because um, there's just so much. I mean, we're just killing the earth pretty much, you know, and uh, we do live here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are killing the Earth. But there's always Mars, right, guys? We just uh, go to oh, Mars. Yeah. Go to Mars. <laughs> oh, dear. That's gonna we're be not going to make it. We're, our lifetime, we're not going to make it. <laughs> no. Probably not to live. I wouldn't think so. That is going, yeah, that is interesting. But I think you're, you're right in a lot of ways about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, big companies can have the leverage. They've got the spinning right. power. And that's what they... They do it. They use it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know. and it's so interesting to me because like at one point in time, um, we were fighting that it wasn't necessarily the big corporations, but like the monopolies, right? And like the whole, it goes like the whole filibuster thing of like, there was a point in time in our history where like the government was very like on the you know, ball with like making sure these corporations didn't get too much power. And at some point, I don't know what changed, if they just got too big to keep up with or what, but it is a money. very, very different money. Climate. Finally, you probably change. Yeah, I guess at some point they were like, uh, "What about this?" Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is a different climate, and I think it will continue to be. Uh, and I, but I think I think it will change again. Uh, you know, probably in our lifetime, most likely. Yeah, we talked about a few episodes ago about um, if you go to a time period, where would you go? And he talked about twenty forty or twenty fifty. Yeah, twenty thirty, twenty forty. I mean, just think about how different it's going to be the next twenty years. From the last twenty years, at you know two thousand, how different that is. Oh, we just want to see AI. That's it. <laughs> that really was it. Like economically, I don't really care. <laughs> I just want to see like technology, but yeah. it will be different in so many ways. I think economically, like very very different. Um, no, we I should probably care, but the economy, <laughs> economy, I don't know. Economy. AI is a pretty big deal, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that stuff's gonna really matter in the future. I think. I mean, that's gonna be like. Yeah, you probably tie in with economically. Yeah, like the yeah. economy because, like, all this medicine that, or all these things that AI will be able to like help with, you know, it's probably not gonna be cheap. Mm. No big big corporations. Well, well, you say that, but I don't know. I mean, we have had certain things in our life that seem like they should be expensive, but like they are on. It, I mean, comparatively, they are not as expensive as you would think. I'm trying to think of an example. I feel like I should have one. Well, I have an example to contradict that. Oh, well. <laughs> like, well, you know, like, insulin. Oh, that is not all right. cheap. Well, all right. Shut me down. <laughs> that's, you know, that's yeah. absolutely right. Uh, and that, that almost seems like it should be a, a basic necessity. Right, it is yeah. a basic necessity. <laughs> <laughs> to some people, yeah. 
That's that thing was a good rebuttal. Well, I mean, I mean, basically, necessity in the sense like, it's it, like a free healthcare item. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's something that you shouldn't have to pull an arm and a leg off, you know, to get. Um, yeah. But hey, capitalism, am I right? But then you know we could do a whole another thirty minutes about like oh man yeah. about capitalism. That's we could, right? <laughs> you know? We could. It is a big rabbit hole, um, yeah. and there are pros and cons to it. That's the thing. You've always got to. There will never be a perfect solution <laughs> exactly. to anything ever. Exactly. That and that is. I mean, that's just something you just have to struggle with. And I just we as people and like we as a country, we mm-hmm. as humans, got need to get together and, and source that something. That is where yeah. we struggle, where we cannot, you know, come together. And yeah. Decide. Mm-hmm. But that's really that's what we need. Oh. We can yeah, all have differences, you know? It's yeah. good to have differences, you know? Show each other, like, hey, you're doing this wrong, you know? It's yeah. like, and then, and I'm like, <laughs> but no, that, that's how people resolve it, with the fists. Uh, yeah. yeah. That or a, a Benjamin. Like a fresh or Benjamin. A nice Benjamin. Little, little I'll take Zaza. a Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> have a Benji and a Zaza, my friend. Uh, oh my Forget you ever saw it, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to add for today's episode? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I will great, add that. Man. That it, was really great. It, it was awesome. Was I awesome. loved it. We talked about so many great things, um, and you offer such a great perspective. Um, it's it's always good to like have just somebody else to talk to and get their you know, experience and different you know, point of views in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I completely agree. I appreciate you guys having me so I could experience that with you. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, we'll have to get you back on sometime. Whenever, whenever you would like, we'll, we'll uh, make a spot for you. I'd love to come, so man. We'll I appreciate be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That was you. <laughs> I've been having a good time. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I have that's felt great. like we've been wrangling the vibe. combos pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good vibe. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. That's, that was my last thought. Absolutely, man. Um, for all you listeners out there, be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, follow us everywhere that we're on. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music. We're not on Apple. We're actually. not on Apple Music. Apple Podcast is very difficult to get on for some unknown reason. But everything else, we're on. I'm talking Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify. Uh, we're on there. Listen to and listen to what Ethan Pickering has to say uh, on today's episode. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time into the cargo hold. Bye-bye.